In the first reading every day for the past two weeks, we have been reflecting on selections from the book of Genesis. Today we come to the last of the readings that come from the first part of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1 through chapter 11 is what's known as prehistory, the, the stories of the foundations of everything. Once you get to chapter 12, it starts with Abraham, so a historical person who experiences uh, the, the Lord speaking to him, revealing himself to him. So here the, the conclusion of this first, book of, first part of Genesis, uh, well, there's, it's this story, the story of the tower, and then there's a genealogy that gets from, from the days of the tower up until Abraham. So here's the story of the tower, Tower of Babel, or Tower of Babel. It's a fascinating story. It, it gives an explanation for why there's so many different languages. It, it gives us an opportunity to reflect a little bit on language itself, which is a fascinating phenomenon, language. It's part of what it means to be a person, to have language, to be able to communicate, to be able to share words and it's part of being made in the image of God, who is Word. Now, the Son of God, the Son of the Father, is the Word of the Father. We are able to communicate with words. Lower animals do not have this capacity. Now, I know every couple of months, some scientist comes up with a story about an animal that speaks. And some of these are really fascinating. I, uh, you know, you get a dolphin and then he makes a sound and the other dolphin runs away, uh, swims away. You say, wow, that dolphin told that other one to go away. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> so there's, yes, there's some kind of communication among the dolphins and among the birds and animals. One of the ones I really love is about the honeybees. You know, the honeybees, how they tell each other where to find a source of food. So one honeybee will find some sweet flowers or something and then fly back to the hive and do this little dance. You know that. And they dance around and then all the other bees know where the food source is. It's, it is. It's fascinating. It's, a, it's real communication. But you don't get any bees telling a joke about, about where the food is. They don't get any honeybees saying, well, you know, we've done these six-sided cells all this time. Let's make an eight-sided one. Honeycomb, why don't, make, why don't we make square ones? There's no discussion about what to do. It's all instinct. It's communication, yes, but it's not personal communication. It's kind of automated. So there's no rebellion. There's no uh, discussion about how to do it a different way. They just do what comes naturally to them. But when you get to the human person, as soon as someone says, hey, there's a source of food there, <laughs> well, someone's going to say, I'm not hungry, and someone's going to say, I got there first, and someone's going to say, I need some for my family. <laughs> there's going to be all kinds of discussion about what to do and how to do it better. And language, fascinating topic of language, and how language is meant to be used, and how it can be misused. So we know the story here. The people in the valley of Shinar decide among themselves to make a city, build a city with a tower with its top in the sky 
one of the two purposes for this tower, to make a name for ourselves and to keep ourselves from being scattered all over the earth. See those two desires? Make a name for ourselves and to keep ourselves from being scattered all over the earth. And they do it. And the Lord says, well, this is not exactly what I gave the gift of language for, so that people can make a name for themselves and so that they can protect themselves. I've got to change this. <laughs> he scatters them by confusing the language. It's, 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 a, it's a bit of a mystery how so many languages have arisen on the earth. If you think about it, whenever people get together, when they want to communicate, they figure out a way. We're constantly overcoming the language barrier when we have a desire to communicate, when we have a common goal, when we want to work together. We, people figure out ways, and boy, with technology now, it's really fascinating. Uh, these instant translation machines, have you, have you seen these? You talk into it in one language, push a button, and it, and it comes out in another language. And they're, they're not that expensive. So technology has really, uh, really uh, gone a long way in helping us uh, overcome this barrier. Although sometimes, of course, the translations are a little bit off. Remember last month, was it? We were watching the funeral of Pope Benedict. And uh, the Pope was speaking in Italian. And the automatic transcriber was putting up a whole bunch of English that... <laughs> It was comical, so comical, in fact, that we had to turn it off because it was so inappropriate to be laughing at the funeral of the Pope. <laughs> but that's it. The, the, the machines, and the machines don't know what they're doing. They're just automated, you know, sound transcribers. But anyway, the technology has really advanced to overcome the language barrier. And this is part of human experience, too. What, how to communicate. And you see even children doing this. You get two or three-year-olds together even if they don't speak a common language, within a few minutes, they've figured out a way to communicate. See, that's what language is naturally for. When we have a desire to do what is good, when we have a common purpose. Language naturally draws us together. Language naturally provides a way for us to make a gift of ourselves, to do good. That's what it's for, because, again, it's a reflection of God himself. God, who is not interested in, in uh, just keeping for himself, he's giving of himself, and that's what language is for. But, and this is what we know is the, the, the other side of the coin, or the, the uh, other use of language, it can be used to divide, it can be used to as a weapon, it can be used to deceive, it can be used even against God. So lying, blasphemy, slander, there's a lot of ways of using language which are really offensive to God, that go against the plan of God, but then according to this story of the tower, the misuse of language is also against ourselves. And this is the irony of this story. Part of what the the uh, people wanted was to make a name for themselves. The fruit of it was they ended up with nothing. Part of their desire was to not be scattered all over the earth. 
the effect was they got scattered all over the earth. So the very thing that they want, they, they, were, they wanted to prevent, they caused by their misuse of language. And isn't this what we see? They say it, it comes naturally to us to overcome language barrier. But when people are fixed in their own selfish projects or when nations are divided over some goal, there is unbelievable miscommunication and misunderstanding. There's, there's such a barrier that you can hardly, they can hardly get any agreement on anything. The, the striking example perhaps now is there in, in Ukraine, the Ukrainians and the Russians. Now they, most of them speak Russian. They, could, they actually speak the same language, same language, but they can't, they can't, they can't get together to come to a common purpose and they've been at war for a year. Scattered, confused, divided. What, what makes it possible for us to overcome this tendency to scatter, this tendency to misuse? Well, we have to overcome the tendency to put ourselves first. And this comes where the, where the gospel, gospel comes in. That Jesus is a uniter. And, oh, Jesus is the word, first of all. <laughs> He's the word, the word of the Father. So the one word that says it all is Jesus Christ. If we want to know God, we have to know Jesus. He is the fullness of the revelation of God, the full communication of God. In order to, in order to benefit from this extraordinary gift, we have to accept it and put him first. This is why he says, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So we have to set aside this tendency to make a name for ourselves and to protect ourselves and to promote our own project. We have to set that aside and, and focus on the name of Jesus, meaning the person of Jesus. Focus on his project and, 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 and let him be the one to unite us. Now, it, it works. It works. Of course, the most dramatic example of it is Pentecost. Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit comes, what does the Holy Spirit do? Overcome the, the multiplicity of languages so that everybody could understand what everyone else was saying. The miraculous reversal of the Tower of Babel. Pentecost. But the key to it is, and this is what Jesus speaks about here is to be willing to let go of this ego this this self project that we all tend to take on whoever wishes to save his life which is what we all tend to to want will lose it if you want to this is what happens to the, the people in in, in the, the building the tower they want not to be scattered but by the very fact that they misuse their gifts they're scattered and this is the same reversal, the same uh, yeah, opposition that comes up. Whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, Jesus says, but whoever loses his life for my sake, now that word lose means give, right? It doesn't mean you just forgot about it. It, it, it made a, a conscious gift of yourself. Whoever loses his life or gives his life for my sake and that of the gospel will save it. And this is the great exchange. What? What? What more would we want? 
than to save our life. And what better way to do it than to make a gift of it? What profit is there for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? So you could build a huge tower. You could make a lot of money. You could use language for lots, all kinds of selfish projects. What are you going to get out of it? A big empty building? It, it, it'll, it'll stand there until the next big earthquake? What profit is there for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? So Jesus is giving us profound and fundamental wisdom here. Don't make your life all about you. Don't, don't make the fundamental project of your life yourself. Because if you do, it's, it, it's, it's going to do exactly what you don't want. You end up losing yourself. You end up losing your life. You end up destroying your own project. So instead, follow Jesus. Make a gift of yourself to God. To Submit yourself to the plan of God. Submit yourself to the purposes of God. Even if it seems like a big cost, a big sacrifice, and it often does, but it's worth it because what, what more could we want than the great plan of God to be completely fulfilled in us? It's, 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 a, it's what they call now a no-brainer. <laughs> if you understand the fruit of following the Lord, you'll pay any price to do it. You know, give up the whole world. Now, one last thought about this, because we have these beautiful saints today, the seven holy founders. I said at the beginning of the Mass, part of the miracle here is that seven people, seven men, actually were so united in one project. They're a kind of a uh, counter example to the story of the tower. Uh, it, it's very hard to get, to, actually, every community is a kind of a miracle. Every, community, every marriage is a miracle. Every family is a miracle if it's still together because, because our, our tendency is to scatter and to oppose each other. So here are these seven, seven men, the seven holy founders. They together founded a community. They came together. It's unusual. Most communities are founded by one person. But this one is founded by seven. And so all seven canonized together and all seven honored together on this feast day. It's a, it's a sign that the gospel, living of the gospel, is, is, a, uh, is, is the path to overcome the problem of the Tower of Babel. Unity comes from, not from putting ourselves first, but from giving ourselves to God and to our neighbor. It, it builds, it builds what's, what's better than a tower? A family, a community, better than any tower. So with these holy saints, these seven holy brothers, uh, to intercede for us, let's, let's be united in this holy project.